This is Julio Cotto from the National Hispanic Institute here at the home office in Maxwell, Texas. I'm joined uh, with Ernesto Nieto, president and founder of the organization. This is a series of brief conversations on the topics and the categories for the 2017 Great Debates, uh, which are a series of leadership uh, development experiences for freshmen in high school focusing on communications. Uh, this uh, talk, we're going to talk a little bit about mock trial, Ernesto, and I don't know if most people know that, if I'm not mistaken, this was actually not one of the original great debate or what was then called the Young Leaders Conference uh, events or right. categories. Right, exactly. It wasn't. We used to go strictly cross-examination. I forget exactly what we had as a, as a substitute, but um, mock trial is a reason phenomenon, if you want to call it that. But above all, mock trial... Let me read a sentence here to you that I think begins to explain things. It says, mock trial is a witness-based simulated court proceeding in which a topic or theme considered proper, proper for consideration, is brought before a court for settlement before a judge or a panel of judges. I, I want to make sure that we draw a clear distinction here. And mock trial, for example, Julio, you have the the um, the plaintiff attorney versus the defendant attorney, and it's a when we say witness based, what we're looking at here is that the way the simulation is organized is that the plaintiff is is bringing a complaint to the court, uh, addressing a particular controversy that, in his or her view, the, whomever that attorney is, is causing injury or harm to the Latino community. The witness that they bring with them is a person that's considered an expert in that particular uh, controversy or issue. The role of the defendant attorney is obviously to prove, uh, to prove against the grievance being brought before the court and also uses a witness. And in that case, the witness is also an expert. So why do I say that? Because in this case, there must be researchable information, information that can be researched, documented, and referred to in the, in the presentation made by the, by the witnesses. In other words, it's not necessarily a values-based argument where you're dealing with logic and reasoning. In this case, you're actually attempting to gather and present facts may be gathered through interviews, may be gathered through interviews with parents or school people or an attorney or some community leader or, or uh, some uh, periodical or some book. It's an attempt to accumulate data. So the witness must be thoroughly, to the extent possible, obviously, thoroughly briefed and able to refer to that information and materials. And is this what goes in their evidence packets? That's what goes in their evidence packets. Of course, they've got to share these things. There's a process and procedure. And the judge is a person that manages. Now, what is the difference between that and and cross-examination? As as I said earlier, in cross-examination, there is a topic of controversy as well but the affirmative for, for in, in cross-examination makes a case for change while the, while the opposition merely picks at weaknesses of the arguments being made by the affirmative. In mock trial, it's different. 
In mock trial, the, 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 the uh, plaintiff attorney not only highlights the, the injury and, the, and harm being caused by the existing policy or practice, but in contrast to that, the defendant attorney not only picks at that argument, but then reinforces why the current policy in place must be observed and stay in place. So they defend the case, and that doesn't happen in the case of cross-examination. It's a very important distinction. Of course, you add the witness aspect, and it totally changes the game scenario. It seems like their challenge is almost dual, uh, whereas cross-examination, you said uh, in that conversation that they're really, the opposition is reacting, and they're going off of what they're getting from the affirmative, but in mock trial, there's that and then some. Yeah, seems. you pick at the weaknesses. You find the weaknesses of the presentation by the plaintiff attorney, and then you present evidence in support of your case. Of your case. Of your case. And you use your witness, and your witness can also point out weaknesses in the in the presentation by, by the plaintiff attorney. So there are dual purposes or dual roles that the witness may 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 use. And and the attorney has to be very sharp when to call on the witness to either attack a point being made or to affirm a point in defense of their case. Now you said this is a simulation. In this simulation, is uh, there's uh, the social utility code, and that acts as uh, somewhat like the law that we're measured against. What's what is the role of that in this game? I, I think I'm glad you raised that point. Let me just, from a history point of view, um, make mention that Paco Gonzalez, one of our 1984 uh, participants in the, one of the original. Uh, LDZ programs of NHI back when we first started, who is now an attorney and lives in McAllen, created the social utility code in conversation with me. What our intent was, was that all arguments at whatever level, whether it's mock trial, whether it's uh, 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 cross-examination, whether it's uh, oratory or extemporaneous speaking, NHI in its community equity building concept. In other words, building value and assets in the community. Whatever arguments we're holding, whatever discussions must contribute to the economic, social, cultural, spiritual, educational benefit of the Latino community. That was then reduced into a code. And so arguments then can be based on whether it adds to the asset adds to the value and worth of the community, or it takes away. And that became the social utility code measure. I believe that the mistakes that the uh, the mock trial attorney students make is that they merely refer to code instances or code numbers, and they don't explain and thoroughly examine they don't the have implications. They don't, have, they don't add context to their references. And I think that's a mistake. And we're going to ask judges that if when they make a reference to Code 2.2, that if they don't explain, if they don't provide substance and, substance and context, that they be taken, that they have points taken away from them. It's like in math. you got to show your work. you got to go it. with the ones. you got to prove. you got to prove your point. Now, in this game... Uh, I know we in CX we talked about uh, the team dynamic. What's the team pl- interplay here in mock trial that's unique of the four categories? I think it's a bullfight. I think I, I, I use the bullfight because uh, there there are there are ongoing strategies of either pointing to the harm, 
the reason I particularly like mock, well, I actually like all of them, all of the debate categories. The, the mock trial to me is, is an interesting toro, uh, torero, you know, a kind of a, a simulation because what you're trying to do is set up a case to win. You're trying to strategically set a case up and explain a case, explain a position with the intent of weakening the counter-argument, of showing evidence that the counter-argument is not able to defend itself, that it weakens the points being brought to the table. And it's always a case of listening critically, examining. Now, what are these things, why are these things important to young people? So that we understand two things that, in my view, are very important in leadership training. What is the symbolic aspect of the case on trial? What are the literal aspects? You know, you can argue content, written information, all day long. You can compare my notes against your notes. <clears throat> but the real magic of the argument is when you make the symbolic difference. What is the symbolic difference being stated by one attorney versus another attorney? What is its overall purpose and meaning and what context? That requires strong conceptual, structural understanding of, 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 of ideas and the delivery of ideas. So it's not a mechanical process. And all too often young kids in the NHI are regrettably re trained on the mechanical parts of the presentation rather than utilizing the opportunity to make sub statements of substance. And so what what would you caution in that substance style conversation? You know, what, what would you, you caution the students there? Understood. That they master the content, they, that they contextualize what this means. And, and arguing and arguing the case that they simply not look at it from here's what I do this is when I do it this is how much time I do it that's the mechanical part but what am I arguing why is it important why is it important to the Latino community what 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 are the implications of the argument what 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 historical context can I put it in how do I change it to modern day times I mean color it understand it taste it deliver it wrap your brain around it be thoroughly prepared with all aspects of what that argument is about so you said at the beginning of this that this game is research is a big component uh, i would imagine that the the tendency would be you know google wikipedia uh, maybe some notes from your history book if you can what kind of research would you encourage the mock trialers this year to to undergo beyond what's initial and, and common out there? Many years ago, I used to call leadership starts with a family. One of the things that I think is very important about freshman age kids, I have freshman age granddaughters. Well, they're sophomores now. And, you know, as kids learn to grow or begin to grow, they not only grow, but they grow apart from the adults. They develop their own worldviews, their own friends, their own social context, and they begin to define their own boundaries. NHI's entire approach to community leadership is about families. And one of the most, in my view, richest resources is mom and dad. Mom and dad have views. Mom and dad have attitudes. Mom and dads 
or carriers of information and important life experiences. The topics that we select are within the context of family life. They're values-driven. They're research-driven. But they revolve around family and community. And they are, in particular, specific to Latino community life a lot of times, and practices, and traditions, and outlooks, and beliefs. And so sources of information are your ministers or priests. Sources of information are your grandparents. Sources of information are your parents. Sources of, in of information are Latino community leaders. So my intent has always been create, define issues that have Latino cultural references so that the exchange of information is among people with like life experiences. I'm going to repeat that. Like meaning similar life experiences. Well, thank you. This is uh, Julio Cotto and joined with Ernesto Nieto, president founder of NHI. We're here in Maxwell, Texas, series of conversations on in preparation for the 2017 Great Debates. Uh, this was a brief conversation about mock trial. Uh, it'll be followed in this series with conversations on all four categories, as well as all four topics and this year's theme. Thank you. For more information on the National Hispanic Institute, please visit our website, www.nationalhispanicinstitute.org. Call us at 512-357-6137. Find us on Facebook at NHIHQ or on Twitter, NHI underscore news, and at Instagram and Snapchat, NHI underscore news. Music by Andres Cotto.